Hi everyone, it is Lucy again, here at the top of an episode just to explain a couple of things. When we came to edit this week's episode, we unfortunately found that there had been some dropouts, a little bit of technical difficulties, and we therefore lost a few chunks of the recording. Rather than scrap the whole thing, we wanted to make sure we still got an episode out to you, and there's still some good stuff in there. So we pieced together what we had, and I'm here at the top just to let you know that unfortunately, a few bits will be missing. Rather importantly, my living and longing was cut out, which uh, is later referred to in track of the week, because my living and longing is that I was, and still very much am, I'm looking forward to DJing at Partizan this Friday night, the 26th of July, with my little sister. We did a set um, a couple of months ago, and it was the most fun I think I've ever had, and therefore we have decided that we would love to do it again, and Partizan are happy to have us, which means we've done something right. We are playing at Friendzone, which is Partizan's in-house pop night, and it is an absolutely banging night. Get down there to hear all of the great summer pop tunes that you really, really want to hear, because I know you do and also just find out a little bit more about Partizan and all the great work that they are doing in this fair city, Manchester. So I'll be back at the end of the episode to close out and let you know a bit about the things that were missing at the end. But until then, enjoy what we have left of this sacred episode. Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Hello, Olivia. <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> Good evening. Hello. <laughs> I can't think of anything else to say. Okay. How are you? I'm very well, and we come to you from a brand new location oh my this God. week. I feel like we're in a spaceship, kind of space pod. And I think that we are. Oh, are we? So we are, um, I know that we mentioned last week that we are very excitingly doing a live show. You're not going to hear the end of it. No, you're not. Sorry about us. Mm. But the great thing about where we're doing it is that it also has a proper podcast studio. It does. So we're using that for the very first time. So hopefully it'll be a better sound than you normally get. Yeah, or at least a different sound. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, we're coming to you live from the social studio at the Beeworks. Yeah, in the very heart exciting. of Manchester. In the beating heart of the city, yeah. Market Street. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. It's yeah. very nice. I feel very um, professional. I do. Yeah. And also we're like sat differently. Yeah, like, we are. I'm just on a chair and I'm sort of, I can swivel and look at you. And also I'm on the left and you're on the right, which never Yeah, happens. we shouldn't have done that. No, we shouldn't. We should no. probably swap. We probably should. But it's too late now. It's too late now. Let's just go for it. Okay. Well, how's your week been so far? My week has been all right. Yes, it's been okay. What have I done? <laughs> Let me think. Friday night, we went to Festival Square, for which is like the hub of MIF, Manchester International Festival, didn't we? And we saw some great like um, free queer ca- uh, cabaret well it was fabaret called fabaret it? yeah and it was brilliant loads of good bits highlights please olivia from the fabaret oh easily 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 the um theresa may through time oh, finale what a finale so just to kind of explain the unexplainable i suppose <laughs> it you know sometimes if if you ever been to see kind of drag performance art yeah. before it's I, I don't really know how to describe it but it's like a specific genre where they kind of track somebody's 
life a bit. Yeah, they do like they they sort of do a, a retrospective of like a, a a public figure, and then they always do like the big events that have happened in that public figure's yeah, life. Yeah, and it's and it's funny and it's really fast paced. Yes. They do loads of like dubbing to famous speeches yeah. or things that they've said, yeah. and obviously you know and different props for bits. Yeah, so that lends itself completely to Theresa May's oh, career. You know, recent just? career. Yeah. So um, it was very much centered around the past couple of years and Brexit and everything. It was very very, very, very funny. funny. And especially when she fell to the ground and you couldn't properly see what was going on and then um, she sort of rose from the ashes in um, an electric white blonde wig as Boris. Oh, yeah! (laughs) That was very good. Everyone was like, yay, slash boom! I know what to do. Everyone was like, boom! Yeah, and then after that, um, they changed the venue around, didn't they? And then it was the Homo Electric DJ DJing for the rest of the evening. which is really cool because it was free, obviously. And, like, it was great that you kind of get to sort of get a taster of, like, a night out. But, you know, it's it's for free. So anyone can come in and see what it's sort of about. And then, obviously, they'll probably go on to go to Homo Electric and stuff like that in the future, which is really good. And it was open air, so I wasn't hot for once. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good time. It was a good time. Lots of nice people there. Lots of, like, people just having, like, a nice Friday vibe at MIF. Very nice. So that was good. You actually went home and then me and a couple of our friends were like, we want to continue the night. We're going to go to the village, right? So we decided to go to the village. Yeah. Um, But we we got to the village being like, yeah, night out. And we had like one very sad pint, which I definitely did not need in Via. And then we were like, we're going out. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes, that is the right decision. I mean. I walked myself to McDonald's and I walked home. This is probably not very nice of me, but I'm very glad because I have immense FOMO. Oh, yeah. No, you do. You are you are a FOMO. Yeah. FOMOer. Yeah, I'm such like a like if you say I'm not doing this, I'm not going. I'm like, yeah, me me, me neither, even though I was probably going to go. But then if like I, I can't do it the other way around, that's I find of, it very difficult. That's one of the things in my like adulthood that I've learned to like be like You're so that. I'm very good at at being like, no, I'm not doing that. The Taurus thing. knows I, her boundaries. And I don't bloody care. The yeah. Taurus knows her boundaries. Yeah, it took me a long time though to know my boundaries, and mm. I always tried to push against them, and would always do things I didn't actually want to do, and it made me really uncomfortable. Whereas now I'll know if I literally am not going to be able to do something to, you know, or like be too much of an emotional strain or something. Yeah. So I'll just be like, I'm not fucking doing it. I mean, I, I think that so. I think that sometimes you have to just eat it and do sometimes. the thing, whether it's for somebody else or because Why it's just a here? thing that has to be done. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> But I see what you mean. <laughs> that was a joke, everybody. This is the actual highlight of my life. That is not a lie. <laughs> I know, it absolutely isn't a lie. Um, yeah, so I did that. And then on Saturday, I went to an MIF uh, thing called Atmospheric Memory, which was this like big space made out of crates, which had all these different like sound sort of experiment things in that you can interact with. And it was pretty cool. It was all right. The best bit of it was when you walked in, you walked down this corridor, which was like just black apart from like 3000 tiny speakers and tiny lights, which sort of like rushed over you like a wave. Ooh. It was amazing. Really cool. So yeah, I went um, to that. Was that in the main bit of MIF? Uh, it was, no, it was down at Mossy. Oh, okay. um, in this big purpose made like thing made out of crates. It was cool. Um, and then on Sunday, I did an embroidery workshop. Yeah, Yeah, my lovely friend uh, known as Yellow Fred Creative. And we've spoken about their yeah, business before. before. She has started to do um, embroidery workshops and she was doing like her first one with a few friends. And we went round and I learned all the tips of embroidery and it was great. And I made a really gorgeous little um, thing, some flowers on, which was nice. And that reminds me, because what else have we done this week? We did another workshop. Olivia, tell everybody about our workshop that we did together. 
Oh, yeah. So la- at the end of last week, I think it was the day after we recorded was. last week's, wasn't it? We did um, the Pippi Eats noodle workshop. Which we mentioned. Which we mentioned before. I think it was your living for and longing for, wasn't it? And it was so good. It was great. It was so good. I wanted to be the teacher's pet loads because <laughs> that is my MO. And she told me that I had very gorgeous noodles. She did tell you a gorgeous noodles. So what a compliment. I was I was so happy about that. <laughs> but I do actually feel that I could do that again. I totally have taken the skills away and know I would be able to do it again. And that what more could you want from a workshop? So incredibly run. She is so friendly, so like approachable and like you feel like you're really learning, but she also has been dead nice. You know, she's not like you know, sometimes you go to a workshop and you feel maybe like you can't approach the actual teacher. Yeah. But she's not like that at all. She's so lovely. And it was a great time. And yeah, noodles for days. Yeah, I think there are limited opportunities for workshops in the foreseeable future. But I do think that she is doing a couple more supper clubs. Yes. So if you're interested in that, then head to at Pippi Eats on Instagram and all the details are there. And you can also just look at some beautiful, beautiful food. Yeah. I mean, when I'm at work, just, you know, tapping away mm. in the office and I'm thinking about what meal deal I'm going to get. And I see that she's <laughs> making, you know, a spicy pork chili tamarind rice amazement then always with a gorgeous fried egg on yeah top. a gorgeous fried egg with, with a great skirt as so she calls good it. a bit of skirt a golden bit skirt, skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it was really really great and that was at Pollen which is in New Islington like on the canal and a lovely lovely venue and we got free bread because mm. they had leftover bread great what more could you want I know we amazing love, we love events we love workshops <laughs> how did you fare at the um, embroidery workshop did you feel like you took to it like a duck to water um, well so I don't some cross-stitching in my time. I've been known to cross-stitch. So uh, my mate was like, I know you've cross-stitched, but I was like, this is very different. That's just literally like making eggs each Did time. you used to do those, um, yeah, did you get those cross-stitch packs when you were little? Because I no, used to get those when I was a little I did girl. It a couple years ago, I decided to start cross-stitching and I did some Christmas presents that were cross-stitch. Oh, okay. Which was cute. I made like one for my mum and one for my secret Santa. <laughs> Ah. But yeah, apart from that, I haven't really done anything. Embroidery, yeah, I was quite good at, but then I kept, I kept like making some similar mistakes, but then I took quite well to it, and it was just very peaceful and nice. Your end result looked very nice. Yeah, it was quite nice. I'm proud of it. So it was a good time. I'll definitely do some more embroidery in my time. So yeah, it was a good thing. Um, but anyway, aside from all that, what are you living and longing for? I am living for the fact that Alan Turing is going to be the new face of the £50 note. A great one, Liv. That's a really good one. I'm I'm so, I'm so happy about that. Because yeah. not only is he an absolute queer icon who saved a lot of lives, was a genius, but also a Manchester man. <laughs> we love you, Manchester queer. Yeah, I think that it is an absolute triumph, such a celebration. And I think that, you know, this sends a message to... The wider public that, you know, we celebrate these people for their contributions and, um, you know, a lot of apologies need to be made for what's happened in the past. I know that apologies have been made, but I think that this is, you know, an extra mark to show just how well respected this um, cultural and historical figure is. And I just think it's just lovely. Yes, good one. Big up, AT. Yes. And I wouldn't really say that, like, I'm longing for this in the traditional sense, but I am looking forward to it. It's a bit of a funny one. But um, next week um, at work, I'm taking two days out and I'll be completing um, a mental health first aider course. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's something that the BBC offers and you can be um, trained in mental health first aid. So you basically are a go-to person within your department or just by whoever if they know that you are a mental health first aider you have to wear a special lanyard so people can recognize you and people can 
come to you about things, whether it's to do with work or not, or just anything that they might want to, you know, talk about. And then you've been specially trained to um, deal with those conversations and to provide um, resources and not necessarily, you know, psychologist level advice but kind of let them know what's available and be um be an ear to people who might need help amazing that Um, sounds great yeah so i'm really really looking forward to doing that so off the back of that let's just uh go straight into it because mine is a little teaser for what is to come from my dj set so what is your track of the week well it has to be there is no other track of the week than this track lucy (laughs) i know what's coming it is gone by charlie XCX and Christine and the Flipping Queens. <laughs> Who's that? Christine and the Flipping Queens. <laughs> yeah. Could it be anyone or anything else? No, it could not. I listened to that literally as I walked over here to meet you. <laughs> same, 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 same. I listened to it about five times yeah. on the tram. It's a banger. Yeah. A, it's a banger. B, it's two great women. Uh, C, the video. Have you seen the video? Obsessed with the video. Oh. Love it. Love to see them writhing on what looks like a voxel insignia or similar. (laughs) Which is all I could think. I was like, all I kept thinking during that video was, that car just looks dead like normal. Like It's just like a dead like rental car. (laughs) What I loved loads about it is if you've watched the video as many times as me, you will probably... (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. You'll probably recognise, which I thought was really funny. I think think you'll notice it. I think... I know what you're going to say. It's when it's like, they're being all really like, sexy with each other it's like a highly sexually charged video there's tensions but then there's this like bit where chris kind of like snaps out of that and she's just sort of like geekily dad dances and like it's just really happy yes i was going to mention that i just thought it was dead funny how like it was super like yeah sexually charged and then every now and then chris would just look like dead sort of like giddy and happy about it and like dead just like just really funny, but I like that because that's a nice time. that's so her personality. I, yes. I think from having seen her perform because she's so, she is very um, sexual in her movement and performances, very sens- sensual. But also, you know, when she talks to the crowd and when she moves, she can also be quite geeky. Yeah, and, yeah incredibly goofy. A yeah, lot, which I really like. I like that uh, mash in a person. Yeah, very and good. I, I felt like she hadn't lost that in this video, which no, I really like. Nice to see. Yeah. yeah, it's an absolute banger and a bop. Yeah, get and it I on hope repeat. There are going to be about eight hundred remixes of that in your DJ set oh it's just that for uh, an hour so yeah actually <laughs> I don't know why you were worrying don't about don't know why I told you about all the other songs yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. how about you uh, my track of the week is so because of me doing the DJ set this weekend and everything like that uh, my track of the week has to be none other than the song that me and Izzy have decided we will always open every set with so that you know it's us you know what's coming okay. um, and that is All For You by Janet Jackson oh lovely girls at the party, look at that body, shaking that thing like an evidence seek and a nice package, all right, guess I'm gonna have to ride tonight. <clears throat> Hit it, yes, exactly. And it's just a great party star, it's really good, and we love it loads, it's like one of our favourite songs. Oh, and by the way, just so you know, our DJ name, Sister Sister, Temptation Resistor. <laughs> You're gonna want to know that. For when we're up against like Eric Prince at like Ibiza <laughs> Countdown 2017 or whatever. So. Yes, and um, please, can you provide in the show notes all the white parties that you'll be hosting over <laughs> summer? I can. I've got my like crisscross like one one piece ready. <laughs> She's ready. So yeah, those are our tracks of the week. Ibiza right, rocks. <laughs> and what have you been consuming and enjoying this week, Lucy? Right. So it's time, Olivia. Are you ready to talk about it? Because I have now watched Stranger Things. 
Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'm so, so happy. As we said last week, we were like, let's save that till I've watched it and we'll actually talk about it. Yeah. So just off the top here, spoiler alert, we are probably going to talk about some bits that actually happen in this show. So just like, if you haven't watched it yet, get on it and you and if you want to watch it and um, just skip through these bits until you hear us not talking about it. But I suppose also a general comment to mm. say is that we are talking about a lot of TV bits and that's what we always do and we talk about films and yeah. things. So if we start to talk about that, just have a reasonable expectation that there's going to be some plot bits. Yeah. So um, maybe just skip. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. We don't mind if you yeah. skip. But come back once you have watched it because obviously we're going to have, you're going to be enlightened by what we have to yeah. say about it. But I feel like now I want to be on the record. This is our blanket spoiler alert for, yes. ev- for everything yeah. in the future. Yeah. So spoiler alert. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So I uh, watched it like sort of just over the last weekend and through to like last night I finished it. Um, and I loved it. I loved it loads. I loved it loads. Like loads and loads and loads. Like, because I, I, I'd read that it was sort of a bit slow burnery. And which then, it is, which, I which, think. Which it is, but I, but I really liked that. And I loved the ramped up build, build yeah. of it. It was so classic the way that it was constructed. Oh, Such 100%. an 80s comedy yes. action movie almost, yes. but stretched out over yeah. a series. I loved how it had like the three different, like cho- sort of like Choose Your Adventure. There were three different you yes. know, parts. And the A plot, the B yeah. plot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was like the parents, you know, like the adults, as it were. There was the main sort of group of kids with like eleven in, and then all of hers. And then there was like the scoop troop, yeah. all, the, all those off of the uh, the ice cream uh, shop. And I just thought each one had so much merit to it. There wasn't one where I was like, oh, get back to the others. Mm. I was like just loving all of it. And I just there's something about Stranger Things that is like supreme. Well, obviously it's so nostalgic and whatever, but like it's, it's nostalgic for a time that isn't really a time that. I am we off, experienced, but yeah. But it just feels so comforting and nice and like it just looks great. And I think as well, it is edging into late 80s. Yeah, and it's I, getting there. I feel like, you know, I well, I was born late 80s, you were born 1990s. So, it, you know, time didn't change that much in the first couple yeah. of years. So we will have had a little bit of a yeah, sense Yeah, and there are that. some things that, that, that definitely call upon that are things that I've experienced. So, for example, the bit, spoiler alert, where like... Um, uh, Dustin and his girlfriend Susie sang the Never Ending Story song. Oh my god. I lost my mind. Oh my god. Because me and my cousin Sarah, who's like my best mate, we make so many jokes about Never Ending Story all the time. And we're always singing. We're always singing that. And not like the full thing that they did, but. You didn't harmonize? No, no. Okay. (laughs) Not yet. Maybe next time we will. Um, But as soon as they started singing, I was like, oh my god. And my heart just like soared. It was amazing. And I hope that she comes back, the girlfriend, because I loved her. I think she she was great. She was great. I knew she was going to crop up somewhere and help them to like. Save the world. Yeah, because I knew. I knew that, what the point, what's the point of her? Yeah, I knew that she would definitely yeah. be real. Oh yeah, definitely. she had to be real. She had to be. And I thought, I thought Dustin's character just really, really, just absolutely carried that B plot. He really He's shone. So he funny. really shone in this. Yeah, so funny, so skillful. His comic timing's really amazing. And I really liked the the other little girl that was in the yeah the, Erica. Erica. Yeah, she, yeah, was, she great. was brilliant as well. What badass. And also with the revelation that Robin's character is. Queer, we, yes. we think, um, or maybe there's definitely some queer, or maybe there. lesbian. Not yeah. sure, but you know, she's sort of saying that she is attracted to other yeah. girls in the class, and that was, I think she might be a bi- a, a bicon. Well, that was um, sort of negate. Well, I don't know because she was saying that it can never happen between her and Steve because well, she said like she started her sort of coming out to Steve by being like, "I really like you," and it's confusing to me. Which is, oh, yeah. which is basically maybe maybe she's a bit bi. Yeah. So, you know, which would be great anyway for some representation. But do you know what but... I loved about that yeah. whole interaction was that then upon hearing that, yeah. 
Steve didn't internalize it and make it all about no. him. He became an instant gorgeous queer ally. Yes. <laughs> it yes. was so good. And his his development as a character has been brilliant. And yeah, he, he is great. He is great. Love it. And Loved actually, it. what I found really quite funny at mm. the end when they're, you know, confirmed friends for life, you get this sense. Yes. And she's Robin's basically using Steve's hotness yes. to get a job in the video store so that she can get so 10,000 girlfriends. Get 10,000 girlfriends. Yeah, I love that so much. I was like, "Yes, do that." I love that. Do it. it yeah. was like what a vibe. such a dyke on move. Oh, massively. Yeah, no, she's great. No, I loved it loads and loads. Um also there was a slight um in 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 terms of like queer bits, a slight um like alluding to maybe Will being gay. I thought that it was alluding to Will being asexual. Maybe, potentially, yeah. So, or yeah, some sort of uh, like queer storyline coming for him because there was the point where he was getting all like annoyed at the boys being just annoyed about their girlfriends. Well, I thought it was maybe asexuality, a, a, a but I think I think you're right that it's not pointing to anything definite. No, but that's what I took from of, it. Yeah, because their conversation was, you know, what did you expect? We were all going to get girlfriends. Did you expect that we were just going to like hang around yeah. in, the base, in the basement and play Dungeons yeah. and Dragons and just be friends and not have these experiences? Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I honestly did. Yeah, and so maybe that's just like he's not quite there. No, yet. Yeah. or maybe it's that he never will be there. Yet. But I think just having showing somebody who goes through that and may not be at the same space as their group of friends or their peers at that time for visibility, not just of, you know, queerness in terms of gayness or bisexuality or whatever, but maybe someone who just isn't interested in that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only, I only took from it that it was maybe that he was uh, gay or queer, like um, maybe liking boys instead. It's because um, Mike shouts at him, it's not my fault you don't like girls. Right. Right, and then he sort of storms off. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh. But it was so heartbreaking. I was like, no. Yeah. You're such good friends. Yeah. And don't you remember all the things that he's been through? Like, I know. He's he such has, a little honey. He's been through he a lot of trauma. He needs a lot of, like, he needs a lot of, you know, looking after. You need to, like, guide him through things. He's he's a little baby who's been in the, whatever it's called, the Upside Down for a long time. And they will. They are friends yeah. forever. Yeah. But I wonder forever. where it will go now because it's, yeah, like, well, they've all moved away. What do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to be the, like, so obviously, absolutely, spoiler alert, bald my eyes out loads at the end. Oh. Um, obviously, Hopper... Uh, as it were, dies. He disappears yeah. in a sense. And then there was that letter. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Did you cry your whole liquids inside of your body, outside of your body? I, I am still trying to make up for the dehydration that occurred Same. last night. Same. Oh my God. I bawled and I yeah. bawled and I bawled. I cried I real, like real I had to pause because I, I was crying so much. Wow. Because I was like, I'm going to miss the rest of it. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't see. Yeah. It was so... Heart-wrenching, very, very well written. I, I really, thought it was very well done. Really, really powerful writing. Yeah, but my um, hunch is that Stranger Things Four. I don't think he's dead. I think it. I think Stranger Things Four will be uh, like the hunt for Hopper, like finding him and he's in the Upside Down. He jumped through as opposed to got obliterated. And maybe, yeah, they'll find Bob. Well, I think they're definitely gonna find Bob. Yeah. Mm. So you, did you watch right through past the credits to the little extra? Yeah. Bit? Yeah. And there's the bit where it's like. Oh, the American, not that, not the American or whatever. So there's like some American prisoner. So that's going to be someone we know. A lot of people have been saying like maybe that's Barb. Like yeah. she never actually died. She got taken by the Russians. Mm. Um, so she, I think Barb's coming back. I think Hopper's coming back. I think it's all going to be okay. I am sad that they all moved to Chicago though. Very sad. Yes. And that was very um, triggering for me. <laughs> but like maybe, moving away. maybe there'll be like some big reason that they all need to come well, back. Exactly. Oh, there will be. Yeah. yeah, the hunt for Hopper. Exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. yeah, and it'll be like they're teenagers now. They've not seen each other for a while. It's exactly. going to be awkward. They're not coming together. Tensions. The gang will be back together. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> really looking forward to Loved that. Loved it loads. 10 out of 10. Would watch again. <laughs> <laughs>
so apart from that, what have you been consuming? Anything else you've been watching or reading or what have you been doing with your time? I listened to um, an interesting podcast that was, I think, produced and presented by Sophie Hagen for Radio 4 right. um, from Seriously. And it's called The Unexpected History of Clean Eating. Oh, okay. And it's about... Um, guilty pleasures, cheeky treats, and clean eating. Comedian Sophie Hagen asks why we put moral judgments onto the food that we eat. Mm. So it goes through history and talks about how certain foods have been advertised, about the whole culture around wellness yeah. and clean eating and dirty treats or cheeky treats, and how what we eat has been kind of weaponized and politicized. Yes. And um, I think it's only about half an hour, but it's really interesting. I don't think that it dies into every aspect of this topic because I think you could make a whole series about yeah. it. But it throws up a lot of questions and things for you to sort of think about as you go through your daily life Definitely, moving there's, forward. There's so much around that, isn't there? There's that whole thing, like the whole the myth of like um oh what they fucking the myth of superfoods, you know, like these things that people are like, it's superfood, but like what does that even mean? It's just you're just putting that on a thing to say like basically you need to be eating this and nothing else because otherwise, you know, you're eating badly or whatever. Yeah, and there was like there's that, so much around that. There was like a blogger a couple of years ago um who said that she was curing her own cancer through oh, wellness. Right. And she tragically died. And obviously people can, you know, do what they like with their own bodies especially yeah. like under those circumstances but you know it was putting out a certain message to a lot of followers that that was the thing to do yeah. and this uh, yeah it, it had an interview with this um someone who was like previously like a wellness blogger on Instagram and how she was receiving death threats and rape threats and awful awful things and that she still gets because she put up a picture of some eggs Oh on her God. Instagram. Wow. And because, you know, followers have decided, you know, eggs are the enemy um, for certain reasons. It was like a visceral reaction. And, wow. you know, obviously what people want to eat or don't want to eat is so personal. And, you know, if you don't want to eat eggs, absolutely fine. But, you yeah. know, it's it's the, it's the policing around it. It's the judgments around it. And it's how we have... So yeah, such visceral, intense, emotional reactions. It's not just the food that we eat, but the food we see other people consuming and what we feel that says about them yeah. and how it reflects back onto us. Yeah, so interesting. That sounds really good. I'll definitely be listening to that. It it's was something I'm definitely fascinated by. It was really, really, it was really, really good. Um, I hope they make more stuff around that because, as I say, I think it was only half an hour long, but yeah, a lot, very long. a lot more can be, yeah, um, can be discussed. It was also a really big week this week because the 2019 Emmy nominations were announced and a lot of queer programmes have been included yeah. in, those in those nominations. So we've got Drag Race, Pose and Queer Eye as um, some of the main ones right, that have yeah. been shortlisted. So that'll be another really great opportunity, as I said, for um, these queer programmes to be um, highlighted and celebrated. Yeah, and recognised for how great they are. And obviously there's ones like you know, Killing Eve and American Horror Story and things like yeah. that from the from the past. But yeah, I think it's um, a really, really, really great opportunity. And Shit's Creek was also one of them. You'll be pleased to know. Yes, I did see that actually. Um, um, actually, there, um, 
the ca- uh, Catherine O'Hara who plays Moira won an award this week for something I can't for, for Schitt's Creek I don't know what the award was specifically but she went up and she did um, an acceptance speech uh, in the style of, oh, of the Moira mom, because, yeah. because the mum like it plays a soap star who would have always wanted to have won awards kind of thing so she's oh, like funny. she's like my character Moira always wanted to win an award but she does this like off the cuff like speech as if she was her and it is it made me laugh so much and it's just perfect and I think she is brilliant and I'm still I still haven't watched the last two episodes of Schitt's Creek because I'm too sad to make it end what should I watch next? Um, Shit's Creek or Big Little Lies? Oh, have you not watched any Big Little Lies? No. <gasps> uh, Big Little Lies. Okay. Big Little Lies, because I'm intending to watch season two of Big Little Lies soon, and that means, therefore, we will be able to like talk about it together. Okay. And Shit's Creek, lo- there's a lot more of it, in a sense. It will be a lot longer. It's weird because a it's lot... It's a different kind of telly, though. A lot of people that I've seen on Instagram and stuff seem to be binge-watching... Shit's Creek, but it's been out for ages, so I wonder why it's having this renaissance yeah, now. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just suddenly in its, it's I mean, it's finished now, um, yeah. and suddenly in its last season, which came out this year, I, I, people have really like it's really come to like the forefront, really like taking taking to it. I don't know why. I mean, I've only just started watching it this year as well, but yeah, there's five seasons of it. It's been going for a good five six years, um, so I don't know what it is, but I, I'm glad because I think it deserves all the recognition that it's getting because it's really funny and really nice as well. And also, by the time this goes out, I think it's going to be season four of Queer Eye that's going to be out. Will How, it be out by then? Yeah, yeah it's it coming out, I think, on Friday, which will have passed by the time this yeah. uh, this comes out. How do you feel about it now? Do you think that it's still going to stand up to the test of time? Does it need to change? Have you had enough? Where are you landing on it? Well, I, as I mentioned when we said that season four was coming out a couple of weeks ago, um, still haven't finished season three. So I don't know what that says. Mm. Mm. I I think it it's sort of timeless in a sense that, you know, you can always do like a sort of makeover-y style show, make someone's life different show. Yeah. Um, I do think that it still has um, a lot of good work to do and there's no like playing down that. But maybe it, ha- maybe it does need to do a bit, some bit new different, some things a bit differently or like a bit, no, not differently, but like some new bits or something to rejuve it. I just worry that actually I think it would be fine if they weren't just pumping it out so frequently because people do get like numb to things, don't they? Yeah, if they have too much of a good thing. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? I sort of agree with the like too much of a good thing thing because whilst <laughs> I'm like happy to know that it's going to be there as a thing to thing. watch, um, yeah, I sort of agree that it sort of loses its um, specialness yeah. a little bit if it's constantly available. Yes. Yeah, no, that's how I feel. So um, still, you know, very happy for it to exist and love the Queer Eye Boys and want them to have every success. So hopefully it'll be good. Speaking of Queer Eye, I listened to the Getting Curious podcast with Jonathan Van Ness oh, yeah. this week. I do dip in and out of that yeah, um, every so often. And I listened to the one with Alok, who is a gender non-conforming writer and performance artist. And the subject of this podcast was, what's your experience with the binary? Oh, yeah. I meant to listen to that one. I've got it, like, ready to listen to. Yeah, it is really worth a listen. And Alok is so so eloquent and really puts things really beautifully and he talks about um indian culture and how you know the whole um idea of a third gender and how there's always an option to have a third gender on passports and official documents and how there is this um sort of international racism really that says that oh you know people in these countries are again oh you know are are homophobic he's saying well actually it was when all of you lot came over and put anti-sodomy laws 
in place that and everything's changed that everything yeah. changed and you know it's all part of a react you know it's obviously that's like a really quite quite simplified overview of everything that went yeah, yeah. Of everything that went on of course but it was really interesting that he was giving voice to that reality in a lot of ways and how actually um being gender non-binary in those cultures historically um was was celebrated yeah. and idolized yes um so i think that it was a really important podcast to um, to listen to. Um, so I would definitely recommend that, especially after last week, um, it was National Non-Binary Day it as was. well. So, um, you know, if you were celebrating that and want more um, information on um, different non-binary experience, obviously Jonathan Van Ness just came out recently as non-binary, then um, you can go and listen to that podcast. And as we've mentioned loads of times, Previously, there's also Caitlin Benedict's podcast, um, NB, on BBC Sounds as well. Oh, thanks for that, OT, for telling us about some super great non-binary poddy content. That's right, it is me again. I am back. This is where we lost the end of the podcast, and it was very tragic. We were about to go straight on to I Don't Agree With It. Um, I'm not going to recap what we didn't agree with, but I, you know, rest assured that we absolutely did not agree with some things, and we will doubly not agree with things next week. Uh, we then went on to do Celine Watch. Um, I'm not going to let you know what happened to her either, but sleep safe knowing that uh, she's being fabulous somewhere. What we mainly went on to do is absolutely wax lyrical about our live show, which is coming up. So just to recap, our live show is on the 1st of August. It's at B-Works on Market Street in Manchester. It is from 6.30 with a drinks reception for a 7pm start. That's right, drinks reception. Prepare for that. So we'll be starting recording at 7 and we have got loads, and I mean loads, of really great members of Manchester's queer community as stunning guests to have a chat with us about their very own Pride experiences. Because don't forget, this is a very special Pride event. So yes, 1st of August seven o'clock be there you can find more details about it on our socials we have an eventbrite page there in our link in our bio and follow that to sign up for your tickets it's completely and utterly free what more could you bloody want but uh it would be great if you could sign up for a ticket and then we know that you're coming and we cannot wait to see you all there and we are very very excited to meet some of you some of you all of you obviously so that's me, I'm going to sign off, and sorry about all the bits that got lost, and sorry that you had to listen to me wittering on on my own instead. So whilst you're left with my not-so-dulcet tones ringing in your ears, we will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.